Hey, 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 welcome back to the Rifles Only Accuracy podcast. Uh, this is the first podcast post uh, Mile High Brawl. And again, uh, if you have any questions for this podcast, ROAP at riflesonly.com. Want to just go through the sponsor list from the brawl real quick Mile High Shooting Accessories, Manners Composite Stocks, Hornady, Defiance, Magpul, Bartland, Springfield, XLR, G9 Defense. Uh, Vectronics, DST Precision, Sierra Bullets, Reading Reloading, Wilder Tactical, BNT Industries, Magneto Speed, Kestrel, Tactical Works, Leopold, Webad, Short Action Precision, Fix-It Sticks, Two Vets Tripods, Thunder Beast Arm Corporation, Black, Black Rifle Coffee Company, JC Steel, Primary Arms, MDT, Proof Research, Armageddon Gear, Area 419, Sig Sauer, Accuracy International North America, Foundation Stocks, Vortex Optics, Capto Capstone Precision Group, Impact Data Books, Redbeard Gunworks, AccuTech, and Target Hanging Solutions. So I think Lisa just put a big list of those up on the internet on the, the Rifles Only Facebook page. So if that, if you don't didn't write all those down as fast as I was going, you can go there and check it out. Uh, if you need anything, you can, you can set up pretty much everything you need there from uh, rifles to ranges to whatever you need done uh big big huge huge shout out to the range officers that were here robert graham brian chucky chad david zach lindy carl uh ryan hay avery nathan uh let's see where we are here uh gunny welder uh laura troy clayton and of course lindy and john lynn but those guys kept everything running really good on the brawl. It worked out real good. The RO staff did good, had great food, great weekend. The weather wasn't as bad as we had predicted it to be, but it is. Uh, it got hot in South Texas again. And before we did the brawl, I was fortunate because Frank Galley came down to hang out with us for the weekend, and we really appreciated that. And so I, we had talked about doing a pre-brawl pre uh, podcast, and now we're doing a post-brawl podcast. And Frank is back with me. Say hello, Frank. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, cool, man. How was your trip? It was excellent. We went and drove back and stopped in Roswell and got me some T-shirts, checked out some alien stuff, saw if there was anything new. They moved a few things, but nothing really new. Yeah. Um, other than some electronic-y stuff. But um, cool thing I want to kind of do a little quick shout-out. So we stopped before I hit Roswell in Lubbock. We left rifles only. Um, drove towards home and then ended up stopping in Lubbock. Mm -hmm. We went to a steakhouse that was off the beaten path in like a country club type area mm -hmm. off them. And Oh my God, we had Japanese Wagyu. They had the certificates. As soon as you walked in the door to say real Japanese and not Americanized. Right. It was fantastic. That's one of the best things about like being on the road is if like you can stop and find these little nuggets, man, this place was such an awesome steakhouse. So Laura had got the Wagyu, the, uh, 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 a New York strip. Mm -hmm. It's about $120. Yeah. Dude, it was 12 ounces. Oh man. That's a lot for Wagyu. Yeah. Right. It was amazing. So what's the yeah, name of the restaurant, cool Frank? Trip. La Breas, uh, B R I C A S. It's like a Spanish thing. You probably know what it means. B R I. C-A-S. All right. Labrissus. Cool. Yeah. But it, it was so cool. And it was excellent. Yeah. Um, real nice job. Well, cool. go back and listen to that one podcast that I did with Chase Stroud because he gets, he's talking about that Wagyu stuff. And we, I think we spent the first 15 minutes of the podcast talking about stakes rather than shooting. 
and you know we went to, mm-hmm. to a lot of really long range stuff but we were talking about that and his you know he, he has a brother that does that with you know a real high percentage of wagyu and like if you go to the grocery store and get it apparently it only has to be like 10 percent wagyu but there's nothing there's nothing like the stuff from japan and that's just nothing like it yeah I mean, and, it is incredible. and they had certs on the wall and yeah. there's like a whole thing for that but yeah they were certed out to say and and laura does her uh meat rare right and this thing just melted in your mouth when you grabbed it you it's, know what i mean so, we call it beef beef flavored butter yeah that's exactly what it was it, it it was literally that and then she she didn't eat it all and we took some home and she had the rest of it and and you know just cold and all that and she was like for two days she's like i want more of it i want more of it i want more of it <laughs> Oh man, I tell you that's and that's the thing. A twelve a twelve ounces of that is is really too much for one sitting. I think she was smart. It, right, it was. And that's what she said. She said it was way too rich, so yep. she had like half of it. Yeah. And and then she saved it, and we went back. But yeah, that was what she was saying. It was like it was so good and so rich, you didn't want to flood yourself with it in one sitting. No, no, you can't. You can't. We, we've had some of that before, and it's just like, and even like, uh, you know, speaking with Chase about it, you know, like what, the, really, you haven't had a steak until you've had a good Japanese A5 Wagyu. Yeah, well, and real quick, just to talk about rifles only in the brawl and the whole thing, like you're saying, so you had your rock-solid crew, uh, Raul Graham, the Docs, everybody, you know, Brian, Chucky, everybody's staying there, Brian Hay. And, and there's this, so Marco Gonzalez from GDI calls me today and, and he knew I was down with you cause he tried to call me when we were down there mm-hmm. and he's like, Hey, how's everybody doing? What's going on? I said, Marco, it's like the same guys you and I made apple pies for. I said, they're still there except now they're bringing their kids. <laughs> and I was telling Marco about the kids there and the kids whacking pigs yep. and then them cooking it at night. And here like is a rifles only experience. Between the pig, the deer, the steak, there was other, what other meat did you guys have there? There was pig, deer, steak. Yeah, all kinds of fish. We had, uh, you know, several different kinds. We had had mahi, snapper, trout, redfish. Uh, Yeah, it was, it was incredible. That, that was just on the, on the pescadora side of it. You know what I mean? Right. But that's a rifles only thing is. is that you guys are a destination. You know what I mean? So here you go down to this destination. We're, we're sitting around. And, and yeah, the weather was in and out. You know what I yeah. mean? There was some rain. It was windy and a little chilly for South Texas, but the rain would stop yeah. and it was fine. You just dealt with the cold. But here's the core group of people out at the bunkhouse sitting underneath the decking. And there's food being made like until we left. And yeah. 11 o'clock at night when we left that night, yeah. um, they're still cooking. Yeah. <laughs> and, I know it's and, insane. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're just grabbing food, and that's that's the experience, and that's the thing that made rifles only the snipers hide matches there. The reputation they have to this day, and that people don't realize what they miss out when they click off and run away. You know, know what I mean? I it's like, hey, you showed up to the match. You came with a couple four buddies. But as soon as it's over, you're like, fuck everybody who's not us. And you ran out to Chili's. <laughs> and it's like, there's an experience happening right there. And even, you know, in Laura's history of, you know, the Gap people and the K&Ms and, and being East Coast PRS, that's what they did too. 
in yeah, there's an it crowd and an out crowd and a what crowd, but she was part of that it crowd, but they tailgated and barbecued all night. Mm -hmm. And that's where you find these experiences or these things coming out from people who have a different match experience than the next guy. Mm -hmm. It's the person who travels. It's the person who takes advantage of who's there, who's hanging around. I mean, I think it's funny and a joke and all that, but you get the people that come up to me who take a picture. It's like, oh, Frank's here. Mm -hmm. And 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 we know the deal. But then, like, they put it online, and I see um, Tino Rodriguez, and he goes, man, meeting Frank is like meeting a Beatle. Well, there's a million Beatles in this industry that are running around, but they're usually hanging out. Mm -hmm. And if you want to meet them, go where they are and hang out. And don't just look at them from afar and be like, okay, I went to the match he's at, but I never walked up to him and talked to him. Yeah. I appreciate the guys who come up to me and say, Hey, I see, I listen to podcasts. I see your videos. I want to say thanks or just shake your hand. Cool, dude. I'm happy to talk to anybody as all of us are. Right. Exactly. But that's part of the thing is you're going to go there and meet people you admire and maybe you're going to pick up something from them. You're going to meet them and maybe you find out what kind of person they are different than what you saw on the internet. Or, or maybe you're going to ask them a question that's not related to shooting or how you did this, but it's there for the taking. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's always been kind of that thing, you know, here with the, with the matches, you know, then, and, and uh, we, we see, we see less and less people hanging out. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, used to be everybody would hang out, but you know, that was back, that was back pre PRS stay, uh, days. You remember that? And, um, you know, people would just stay and now it's kind of like they run away and it's like, ah, you don't have to do that. And we had, we had quite a few people stay at this match too, but they were cold and wet and wanted to change clothes and all that kind of crap too. Absolutely. I mean, there was, there was a, a bunch of people where the weather did have a, an effect, but you know, who's coming around to have that couple, three beers before they hit the road. They're having that, you know, they're socializing before they go. Right. And, and maybe they are going to go change and do something and then get ready, then come have one beer or drink. If they don't drink, whatever, they're going to come have a beer with you and then hit the road, but they're still going to shake everybody's hand and say goodbye. I mean, that's, that's a key element of, yep. I think the difference between a you and I, and maybe somebody else who goes, why them and not me? Mm -hmm. Well, I made sure when I left, I walked up to every person and said, thanks and see you later. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't have to be super friendly. There was a bunch of your friends there that I didn't really know. Um, some of those guys that were there, the husband and wife and, and mm -hmm. even Charlie Kirksey's girl. I don't know her well. Right. But you're still going up. Nice meeting you. Bye. We're hitting the road. Nice meeting you. Bye. And, and it, hitting those marks, I think, matter. I do, too. I really think it matters. It matters. And yeah, man, uh, it was kind of interesting because, you know, David Weiss won this thing last year and uh, we were, you know, expecting him to come back and do it. This time he came back and he RO'd. He said, I, I wanted to do that. I, I finally won at Rifles Only, so I'm going to RO. I thought that was really cool of him. Absolutely. And, and, and those are those guys. I mean, and, and there's a certain core element where you see that one minute they're shooting, the next minute they're ROing. Yeah. Those people are out there and exist. Yep. You know, and, and honestly, if the weather was better and, and I was feeling a little different, I probably would have jumped in and shot a bunch of stuff. But it's like, ah, the weather was crappy and I was having more fun taking pictures yeah. and, and getting in and I can see what's going on. And honestly, the, the weather made for great pictures. Yeah, it did. It really did.
right? So I was taking advantage of that. I'm like, man, I got a beautiful soft box. I got everybody getting that nice contrasty look and that little bit of wet and that little bit of deep black. I I took pictures. Yeah, it was cool. Hey, man, what'd you think about that price table? That price table was amazing. I, you know what? Easily, you could have went through twice. Now, again, weather has a little bearing. Somebody sees the weather on paper and they go, listen, I'm not going to drive down to rifles only for two days of rain and wind. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stay home. What that meant was everybody who showed up got two runs at least on in There was no garbage on that prize table. No, nah, there wasn't. It was you, all you, and, uh, you know what the worst thing was? The worst thing was you were giving away the coffee. <laughs> but I that's made not the, even a the thing. You were it, Right, but you gave everybody coffee. You know yep. what I mean? But that was part of your prize table. Right. And it was like, man, what do I have the most of? What's the what's the most repetitive thing on this table? Well, it's black rifle coffee. Yep. And so now everybody make sure you take three bags of coffee each. But there was amazing stuff on that prize table. I mean, your sponsors are are just they're not giving garbage. No. No, it's not the leftover crap that no that no one's buying. Exactly. Yeah. That was rock solid stuff. I mean, you, a, a, a guy could probably, if he was 30th place, yep. I bet you he could have built a barreled action and almost finished a rifle from that price table. Oh, I think that I, I think they could have finished one even at 30th. Yeah. I, I really do. I there was just everything there. And you know, the thing about it is that the sponsors throughout the years have been extremely good with rifles only. And you know, it, you know, we, we send business their way and everything else. And you know, we, we recommend their products. We use their products there. That's not, that's not in question at all. But you remember you were here when, uh, when, uh, I did, I did the top 10 and then I let 24 range officers run the table. And you remember that? <laughs> well, I wasn't there, but that's what started the Jersey letter. And you called me after, but absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard people calling me because they knew I was winding up yeah. as well. Even people like Gardner called me when I dropped the letter mm-hmm. because he saw it happening in real time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Within the crowd. Well, the thing about it was, is I, I did, I did one through 10. And then I, 20 something range officers ran the table and then I started off at 11. And then whenever I got to 41, do you know what that guy pulled off the table? hundred percent off of yeah, the Thunder, like Thunder Beast, right. Thunder Beast suppressor, hundred percent off. And so it was like, you know, it, it doesn't matter where you place, you know what I mean? The, the, the sponsors come through in such a fashion that I, I I'm, I'm humbled, man. I'm, I'm humbled. I'm humbled. Well, and it, it it's. That match, you easily brought home, I'm going to talk probably 50th or 70th place. You had like 75, maybe 70th place. 70th place had to bring home twice as much as their entry fee. Oh, yeah, for sure. Easily. Easily they had to bring. and, and, And I would probably say there's a few people in there that did three times their entry fee. Oh, for sure. At a plus, at a plus 40. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. I man. guarantee there's a, yeah, in, in your prize tables and, and nobody gets that. I mean, I don't do the prizes like that because I'm not going to beg no more for people who I feel don't appreciate it. And I'm out of the comp stuff from that side. But in the end, I didn't want to beg for things because, dude, grabbing prizes like you have an established track record from back in the day. Everybody knows what's going to happen. And I want to talk about the rifles, too, in a minute. Okay. But you have an established track record. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. people know 
right? Bozzoli's having the match. You, I guarantee Lisa makes four to six phone calls per sponsor to get that prize in her hand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just to remind them, it's not ugly. It's nope. not bad. It's just we live our lives. We have other things going on. Yep. The last thing a company's worried about is Jacob's match. Right. So, hey, we're asking you for a prize. Okay, we'll get it to you. Hey, we're getting close. We're going to want a prize. Okay, we'll get it to you. Hey, now we're here. We need that prize. Okay, we'll get it to you. Hey, here's my shipping address to make sure you're sending me the prize. Yep, we sent it out today. Thank you for sending me the prize. Thank you for the match. How many phone calls is that? That's a lot. That's a lot. But on the yeah. on the other side of that, too, you know, what we do is we always uh, make an email available to every competitor. And it has the it has the contact information for that company. And we tell them, you know, send out a thank you note. And we started we started hearing uh, last week, you know, we started hearing from some of these companies saying, hey, I don't know what you did, but there's a lot of people that are saying thank you. One one company said they received more thank yous in the time since the match. And the match was the match was it ended. It ended six days ago. Okay, And this was an email that Lisa read to me, uh, not last night, but the night before last. And they said, we have received more thank yous from the people that were at your match than we will receive the rest of the year from all matches combined. And that absolutely. Was, and it's kind of like, you know, I don't know, being unaffiliated, you know, the, it's like the people that, are, you know, really have a love for the sport and, you know, a love for shooting and, and doing, you know, some, you know, unique stages. That's who we're getting. You know what I mean? We're getting a lot of new people. How many new people did you see? here? How many youth did you see here? You know what I mean? I, we, we were it stacked. It was stacked. And so it was, it was really, really well, good. Well, you had everybody, dude. What's that? The kids, women, you had everyone. You had yep. kids, you had women, you had seniors, you had every. I mean, going back to Bill Fowler's there still. Yep. 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 Right. Exactly. Bill, why is Bill Fowler still there? Because he loves it. He loves what he sees at rifles only. This is his golf outing. And Bill Fowler's going to be there till he can't be there anymore. Yeah. And that guy's 100 years old. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I mean? And but oh, he's, I'm making a joke. He's a great dude. But then you have the, the Aiden and the young kids. What were they like? 12, 8, something 13, in there? 13. 13. So yeah. now you've got Bill to Aiden. Right. You know, A to B, Bill. Yeah. A, A to B, Bill. You know, <laughs> yeah. A to B, and you're talking this gamut of people. You know, and, and, and it's just insane that in the unaffiliated really, really matters because you're not getting the guidance from the, the, the series. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're not explaining to people what matters because they don't know what matters. Mm-hmm. To them, all that matters is they can say they had a number and they did a, and they made X amount of money. That's right. all they care about. Hey, I did 10 matches and we did this and we made this much money. That's all they care about. If they cared about other things, they'd have better retention. They'd have better sponsorship stuff. And, you know, not a picture of the box. Right. Here's Bob with the box. Right. You know, like you said, you're going to your competitors and saying, do me a favor, say thank you. Mm-hmm. Right. How hard is that? It's not, it's not. And they, and they come through, man. They come through, they really go, they go out there and they spend the time, you know, sending out these thank you notes. And it's, it's important. It's real important. They need to know how much they're appreciated. I mean, even your safety brief is unchanged. You know what I mean? Not, and and you're, you're known for that, but I'm saying like you go now and it's like they, they, you go to a match and people go, 
You all know what's going on. The guy next to you hasn't done it before. Watch the guy next to you. Everybody's an adult. Be safe. Bye. <laughs> I know. Okay. Meanwhile, you get flagged 700 times in a normal match. Did you get flagged this weekend? Like, no, <laughs> it, it didn't get flagged this weekend. And you know what? I saw people throw a hissy fit because a guy moved from one wall four feet to the other with the mag in. Yeah. Hey, 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 you know, that's not how that goes. You're not, you're not, you're not whoa, 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 wait a minute. Dude, he moved four feet with a mag in. Yeah. That's not a, that, but that's a rifles only rule. Yeah, it is. And as many times have I explained it to people as we were there day one, there's more to it than just safety. There's God, a training yes. aspect to it. Well, rifles we, only is a training facility. You know what I mean? That and so right. you, all of our all of our stages, all of our events, they're going to have some sort of training component to them. Because you know what, you're going to do 800 practices on mag reloads with your handgun. Yep. You're going to do 1,200 mag reload practices with your AR-15. You're going to sit there running mags, workspace in it, flicking it like mag pull. I even do that with Kiana, man. It's like, Kiana, want to be cool? When you push that button, flick the fucking grip over to the side and throw the mag away. You're going <laughs> to do that. But you know what? You're never going to practice changing a mag in your bolt gun. Uh, they, they do here now. You can sure see the smooth ones. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. right. I, dude, if you go on YouTube, I have a failure drill an emergency like a, like a malfunction drill with a bolt gun and a magazine on a youtube video mm -hmm. because you foul mags all the time pop yep. them in too hard because you're under time yep. the rounds pop up double yep. feed this that whatever yeah exactly. little bitty bullets that don't sit in the mag right the little dashers and that are yeah. like you know spacer system it's like they foul yeah they do Hey man, I saw but, something come up. I saw something come up of, okay, uh, yeah, on the question. internet. It, it was about a. Uh, it was about match costs. What's what's going on with those? Yes, I, I saw I, that. I haven't. I haven't been to any other matches. What what are they doing out there, Frank? They're they're doing what we did, but back then, and they're not giving anything in return. Remember when I kept jacking the prices up, and we were like, "Hey man, the match is going to sell out in a minute. Mm -hmm. We got a list that's full already." And you and and you told me, "Hey, we got a hundred people, and we didn't even turn this on yet." Okay, yep. make it $250. Yeah. Make it 250 Then we went, hey, man, we're going to sell out in three minutes, and we have 150 people. Make it 300 mm hmm We did that, me and you. Yeah. But and we did it because we knew we were going to give you a fuck-all hell of a show, including a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? You were going to get prizes like you had, a prize table where you're going to go twice around it. Yeah. You're going to get fed if you want to sit down and eat. And you're going to get kick-ass shirts. Yeah, for sure. But I don't you know, know what they You don't get Go ahead. any of that no more and they want the same price. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, they were talking about it is like really going up by the time and I think someone had uh, Laura had put on there that the the average life in the PRS is about 3 years just because of the yep. cost the cost and and what you're what you're getting back out of it. So that's I thought that was pretty Pretty interesting thing to, it, to observe. They don't understand that when we were coming up and we were building this and there was, you know, four matches a year, six matches a year, two of them were ours. Yeah. That we were able to command a certain thing. Mm -hmm. Once, because like I said, it was a destination. Right. Once everybody 
got established and now a series came in, now they should have sat back and went, hmm, things are slightly different now. We have collective groups. We have built-in audiences. We don't need to do this. We should say everybody's going to give a T-shirt. Everybody's going to do a lunch or something. And we should standardize what this looks like. And oh, by the way, because we want to grow the sport like a bunch of pricks they are, we want to grow the sport. You know, we're going to take the price from $300 for a two day and we're going to make it $200 just because it should make it a little bit more rounded. And we're we're not having two matches a year. We're having 20 matches a year, Mm -hmm. you know, and and they don't do that. They don't think they don't have a brain. They just say, give me more, give me more, give me more. And people say there's no more to give. And then they start dropping off and they wonder why. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, cool, man. Well, but did then, you uh, it, did you hear anything uh, concerning the the stages themselves from anybody? No, I thought, and I went through, and Chris asked me, mm-hmm. you know, away, and and I went through, and I looked at them as one considering the conditions. We had we had some weird wind. It was tricky. It was typical rifles only, where it was blowing in your face like crazy, and then when you got on the plate, it's like hold less. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the angles were all weird, <laughs> and and but. That to me, the stages were straightforward, no nonsense, not trying to trick anybody. But the thing was, dude, you had slung up stages. Yeah, two of them. You know, straightforward, right? Just go straightforward, sling your rifle up and shoot it. Yep. And, and you know, you had those little bit of movements that were going on, little scrambles that were here. Then you mixed in your props with your mover. Yeah. You, you hit every element without trying to be a circus act yeah 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 and well the, with the two mover stages well two 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 paper stages that were inside inside 100 yards and that was that's a that's a and alternate positions both of them and that's a nod to law enforcement you know what i mean and then because their shots are short and then mm-hmm. on the mover yeah you get you get your prone one but you're also going to do one alternate you know what i mean you're going to have an alternate position mover as well so that gets you off your belly as where as it should be and then the two stages that we did you know for the for the law enforcement the inside 100 those were alternate positions too those guys never go prone i mean it just doesn't happen and then uh you know obviously our helicopters and then you know making decisions on on uh, the KYL rack at 500 or just going out to 1000 we shot for a good time. And that was, that was really good. You know, the, <laughs> that tripped everybody up. People are talking about that one. What's here? I got a two. I got a two. <laughs> that one scares people. Yeah. Well, we did it last year and what happened, there was a, there was a guy who cleaned it and it only took, he, he didn't clean it with the 14 points. He cleaned it with 13. Cause one, one round, one target he had to go for his second shot follow-up for half the score. And so got that it. was, that was, uh, that was pretty interesting, but you know, it, it, again, Again, um, you know, I mean, I plan what events are going to happen, what day and everything else. And, you know, you, you know, as on Friday, the wind was, you know, it was it was manageable, you know. But then on Sunday, whenever that front came through, man, it was just it was insane. it was insane. on But even talk about your your gamble there where you're half a point versus full point positional. You can do a supported. Yeah. And everybody took the positional. Yeah, they did. Um, and, and that's what you want to force people to do. Well, I mean, they could they could do whatever they wanted, you know. But what what I had is I had one target that was smaller, and it was at three seventy, and another target that was a full size Ipsic, it was at three twenty. So you could shoot off the table, you know, supported with your bipod, no rear bag, but you had to do it, you know, support side, 
and it was it was five shots at the small target at 370. But you know you're completely you're completely stable. Or you could opt to just go slung kneeling for a larger target at a closer distance. And if you went for if you went for the completely supported off the table, each hit was worth half a point. But if you decided to sling up and do that one, it was worth two points per hit. So it was kind of encouraging people to to <laughs> sling up those slings. They're 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 for more than just carrying your rifle, you know. And it's kind of like if you don't, if that's the if that's your yeah, I get it. Sling sling supported for filled rifle is you know in case of emergency break glass. But you better know how to do it. You know what I mean. <laughs> so that's why we wanted to do it. And then also we had the one that was it was inside a hundred, and that one was mandatory sling up. And we use that one also for a shoot off. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And I watched that a bunch over there with um, Graham's stage and, and yeah. stuff. So I got a bunch of pictures. Everybody slung. Yeah. And and yeah, it was it, it was just a great, straightforward, not looking to upset the apple cart. A lot of people are in their heads about the conditions, and so you're you're not trying to really mess with them. It's like, hey man, just take a straightforward shot, and you just use your you know sitting, kneeling, standing, or prone. Right. And and that's really what it came down to. Yeah, and I like the I like the culvert one too. You know, you got the support side shooting, and then you know strong side shooting. But you're you're alternating your distances between the two targets. I got a picture of Carl on the alternate on the support side with with his hand over his eyeball, like cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is he doing? And I took his picture and I looked at it. I went, "Oh shit, he's got his hand over his eye to block out the fucking information." Yeah. I was laughing. I'm like, "Oh man, that guy's shooting one handed with his other hand over his eyeball." <laughs> Yeah, I always tell people if you have if you got that eye dominance problem, go and get an eye patch and solve it. You know. Yeah. He was like, "Hey, Carl, what are you doing?" <laughs> yep, and he's yeah. he's the only one that can rest his muzzle on his foot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that was funny. Um, but and then uh, no, like I said, everybody was straightforward. Everybody was in good spirits with it. Yep. They had a battle clothes they weren't normally wearing for South Texas. It was chilly. Yep. The wind wasn't heavy. Like you got damp. You didn't get wet. Right. It, and so, but you're still conditions. Yeah. And everybody who handled these conditions did it really well. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's touch on, let's touch on the rifles, Frank. Okay. Um, yeah, you gave away. That's what I want to talk about. Um, yep. You you had some rifles to give away, and you do this different than other people. Okay. You 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 pick. You're like, hey man, this guy's getting the rifle. You're not like, hey, we got a rifle from Mile High, and it's gonna go to first place. Who's gonna then sell it because he's not sponsored by AI, right? And he needs that six grand for himself because his sponsor didn't give him enough money to do 18 matches this year. But that's what he shot, right? So he's got to sell everything. But anyway, you picked the right people like the sailor man just even mm -hmm. talk about that element well we had two and and mile high mile high stepped up and it was it's 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 really cool because you know mile high has always given away a rifle and it's always very very generous you know every year like clockwork these guys have always supported us you know we had them on the podcast as well and they, i mean i'm i'm a fan i know you are too and um you know the the thing about it is is they'd given away a rifle and you know it was just okay here's the rifle that's it extremely generous but then Lisa sent him a letter, you know, and to the sponsors and everything else saying that we're going to be unaffiliated. This is our first time last year. This is our second unaffiliated. 
and Mile High, I mean, they stepped up. I mean, they put they put the new Zeiss. Remember that Zeiss had just come out at the time, mm-hmm. so they put that with spur mount on top of the rifle. So now you you have you have a gun that's essentially ready to go. Slap a bipod on that sucker and go to work. And they did two of them whenever they they wanted to. They found out we were unaffiliated. So this year they did exactly the same thing. Now I have direction from Mile High and very smart on their part. But my direction is, hey, you, we're going to do this, but you're, you have to make sure that this rifle does not go to first place. And I said, okay, no problem. We can do that. So with two of them, one of them, what we did was we took the scores from the barricade mover and we took the high scores and there were, there were several people who got 11 hits on that, uh, several people that got eight hits and several people that got uh, seven hits. Well, that's positions one, two, and three, because they all scored the same. Well, those guys were out. Okay. They're, they're not going to be eligible. But the first tie that we have past third, uh, it ended up being six people. And what they're going to do is they're going to shoot it out for that rifle. And so they did. And they did it on on that same stage that that uh, Raul was doing. It's, uh, you know, about 75 yards slung up, you know, on that two and a half inch target or a two inch target. And then the other one was, okay, I'm going to go and figure out who's got the worst gear, who's got, uh, who had to borrow stuff, anything else. And then, you know, the thing about it is, is we picked up that one guy, he's, you know, um, <laughs> Navy enlisted, you know what I mean? He's, uh, uh, <laughs> you know how that is, Frank, you were Marine. They don't, they don't pay mm-hmm. you a whole lot, anything else. 100% of the, I mean, he, he shot, he shot pistol before, you know, in pistol competitions and things like that. But he really wanted to get into the precision rifle game. He heard about the match here, you know, you know, sign up, man. So, you know, best way to do it is go sign up. But he had to borrow every single piece of gear that he had. And so he was here with his father. And so uh, he got to go home with, um, <laughs> he don't have to borrow gear. No yeah. He don't have to and borrow. I talked to him earlier. It's funny because he had that Subaru BRA or whatever that yeah. they call him, the little race car one, yeah. Subaru thing. And I'm like, oh, dude, badass car and all that. And I asked him, I said, hey, how many times do you get, uh, you know, do Honda Civics want to race you? And he starts laughing because every Honda Civic wants to race, like me and the Porsche. Every Honda yes. Civic wants to race you. Yeah, they do. And there's a million of them. Yeah. So we were him and I had talked earlier in the day about that and laughing. And then I didn't realize he was active duty Navy, though I should have. He was wearing the jacket. Right. And um, you know, so but then when you gave him the prize, it was like, oh, badass. I was talking to that guy. Yeah. And 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 so it that kind of stuff it goes where it's supposed to go. Yeah. And we did the, we did the same thing last year. We had a, we had a shoot off for the extra rifle. And then the kid who got the rifle last year, because he didn't have anything, he was here this year shooting it with that rifle. There you go. From last year. You know, and I, the, the Oki still, especially that fucking overall guy. Um, Who's the old guy in the overalls? That's the Oki Reeves, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rick Reeves. He's still to like days on in February and on Facebook, rather not February in Facebook, he would still break my balls to this day for giving away rifles. Like I had seven rifles at uh, the Douglas match. Mm-hmm. Like the first year, I think after our, I was gone with you guys and did a match mm-hmm. with uh, CG and Colin Fossen won a six, five because he was the first place three Oh eight at 50th place or 56. Mm-hmm. And he still would post to kind of go after me. How dare I gave a rifle to 56 place? <laughs> That's where that they need to go, man. Star. That's where right. they need that to go. That guy is a rock star today. Yeah. If you go, if you come to Wyoming, the matches are run by Colin Fossen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He still shoots 
the rifle I gave him. Yeah. It, it's it, that guy is like the ultimate competitor. Yeah. Because we upgraded his rifle and made his day when he was young. He's just building a house with his wife. He's not old. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But it just goes back in time 10 years. Yep. Absolutely and these guys it does. don't get it. They, I, I hate Okies, man. I'm sorry if you're an Okie, but I, it's just, it is what it is. Um, there's a lot yeah, of good ones. It's just Okies. No, there's, I'm sure there are, but Okies and me just don't get along. We never have. <laughs> Connecticut versus Oklahoma. Yeah, I don't it's, a, know. it's a, it's a Yankee thing, I guess, man. It well, is a total Yankee thing. They didn't, I, I they guess. didn't have a single, they didn't have a single county where Obama won. So I got to give them that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong, man. Okies are like pirates and brigands, just like the D the DOA guy would say. Remember the dude who wanted to uh, fight the orangutan? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was yeah. He would always talk about Oklahoma and say they were pirates and brigands. <laughs> pirates and brigands. Uh, wear it with pride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wear it with pride, you guys. But wear yeah, yeah. Pride. The guy wanted to fight the orangutan. Yeah, I told him that was a bad idea. <laughs> it's a very bad idea. I think a kangaroo yeah. is not a great idea, but yeah. you're better off. Yeah, you're better off. Well, you see that one thing? that one guy who hit the kangaroo in the head because he was messing with his dog. Remember that that video that yes. came up like several years ago? I thought that okay, yeah, I'm yes. gonna go with. Oh, you're you're taking a big chance there, buddy. But I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, yeah, but a, a, a no way I would ever fight an orang. No, no ape. No, no. But an orangutan for sure, because I think like if those guys would go off on you you're done oh dude they'll just go and rip you in half like without even trying yeah, like they'll step on your toes and pull your head off like uh, we already know like a chimpanzee can do it oh yeah for sure they and, do it and orangutan's twice as big as a chimp yep yep exactly exactly yeah i ain't, I ain't uh, fighting any of them cool deal man well i'm i'm whipped i <laughs> i had the yeah, i had yeah. the train up i had the match and then i rolled right into teaching a class this week it, it's friday now it, it's uh this is the brawl started a week ago today, so um, you, you kind of figure out when the, I'm going to try to get this. I'm going to try to get this podcast up today. If not, I'll get it up first thing in the morning. Uh, coming up on there, and did did we talk? Did we talk on? We, did we talk about the uh, about the uh, periscope thing, man? What or did we talk Mm-mm. about the? Well, or, we didn't mention periscope. <clears throat> nah, the thing. Oh, the Charlie Tarek. You yeah. want to talk the taco unit? Yeah, real quick? but we okay. we talked about that before, right? We need to talk about it on here because I, I had a, a guy call in and uh, or he sent an email in to ROAP at Rifles Only. Yeah, you can was, ask it real quick if yeah. you want to ask a question. Yeah, yeah let me bring this one up real quick. That way I can get exactly what it is. I yeah, like Jacob I said, had mentioned he, he's talking the Charlie Tarek. I call yeah. it taco unit. Yeah, you ever heard me? It's John Baker's yeah. John Baker from um what Techcom. Yeah. So anyway, he says, as I more seriously pursue 22 long range ELR, keep hearing about Charlie Tirac periscope systems. What are your thoughts on them and have you used them? I do not see any other viable options to reach out and touch something. Well, I reached out to Chase Stroud and because he's he's the ELR guy. I've got a question about ELR. I call him (laughs) anyway. I, and he he uses them ex- exclusively. I mean, he uses them all the time. There are several different units. You can find them up on the internet. Um, and and I went to the website and checked it out too. But he also sent a video of him, and he was he was trying to hit a paint can at uh, with a twenty two at over seven hundred yards, and he finally hit it on the sixteenth round. And he kept a running total and all all the different gear on there that he's using. But he says it's rock solid, and it it holds up very good to the recoil from his really big guns, you know? And so he says yeah. with the 22 is, is no problem they're, at all. Yeah. They're very good. I've used them. I know John, yeah. he does a great job. Now there's two kinds. There's the one that magnets to the scope and there's the one that mounts. 
I would say get the mount one because that's a lot of weight to yep. magnet to the front of the scope. Yep. Now, the original ones were smaller than the new ones. The new ones have, you used to have to play with it to adjust it. Right. And now they have wheels and things to make it adjust, but they're huge and they work. Now, I don't want to get into the drama, but the guy mentioned 22. Mm -hmm. And there is a bit of personal drama around this, but Night Force sells a prism. Mm -hmm. It's very small. It's very lightweight. It's less than $1,000. And they have a percentage mark. So they're fixed percentage. Because it's a single lens prism, unlike a mirror system like the Charlie Turak. Right. Yeah. Now, this being said, John Baker went to Night Force. Night Force said no thanks and then came out with their own. They don't like each other. There was patents and NDAs running around shot one year. And I'm not getting in the middle of that. I'm just telling you there is a prism that for a 22 is a very good option that's not a lot of money. It works really well, and it just mounts on the front, and Night Force makes a prism. But the Charlie Terrax, as I was telling you earlier, they have little bitty ones for red dots that yep. you could just flip up a single lens. So you got like your, your uh, you know, 50-yard zero on your AR, 300-yard, mm -hmm. 50-yard, whatever. Then you hit this button, the lens pops up, and it's just a tiny little thing. It's super small and light. And now you have a dead zero at 500 yards on your red dot. You yeah. can do things like that. And there's a bunch of them with um, TACCOM USA there from little for a red dot all the way up to the big ELR guns. He has a whole menu and he makes the structured barrel yeah. that have the holes and the transitions. Yep. Yep. And we so talked about that. Baker does a lot of very um, tricky things. But yeah, good shit. Yeah, absolutely good shit. Really good, and yeah, that was funny too because I, I, the class that I just did after the brawl, it was we were we were um, five five six and seven six two, and um, we were we were taking those we were taking those five five sixes a long way, but we had a lot of really good weather this week to train in, so it was nice. I, I I've shot the Charlie Tarek to four thousand yards when I did the Yon's place mm -hmm. in Roswell. Um, we used Charlie Tareks and we went to four thousand with them. And, and, and absolutely they work. And then, like I said, the new ones that have the adjustment where you don't have to unlock it and turn it right. to, to change elevations, they're so much easier now. They're just a big unit, so they're meant for the big guns. Right. And I would rather mount it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, cool deal, brother. I guess we're gonna wrap it up, man. Again, like right, I man. like I told Hit you at the uh, like I told you at the uh, award ceremony, man. We we really we really love it when you come down here, man. It's nice to see you drive through the gate. I want to thank you again for making the trip from from Colorado to come down here and and hang out with us. And uh, thank Laura for for being out there in the in the weather, operating as an RO. We really appreciate that as well as all of the ROs. So uh, it's just um, I just wanted to bring that up, man. Like I said, we we had a. We had one, we had a podcast before and I wanted to do a, a post brawl podcast with you. And I, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know that you're extremely busy today. We had to, we had to get fit this one through the eye of a needle just to get you on, on, you, you don't have any Yeah, time. they were bugging me all day. Yeah, My phone yeah. didn't want to stop, but no, I appreciate it. I had a blast down there. Laura had a blast. We really liked it. Good. And, and, and we had a good time. We had a good time down there and, and it was enjoyable. Cool, man. Again, she just said. Oh, good, good. Cool, Absolutely. Cool. I'll, I'll hold, I'll hold the both of you to that. <laughs> You got it. All right, man. We'll just uh, get out of here. Remember, 
Check out that list of sponsors. It's up on the Rifles Only website as well as the Rifles Only Facebook. R-O-A-P at RiflesOnly.com. If you have a question, you got any questions for Frank, all you have to do.